God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. Some time ago, I was eating lunch with a friend at a Chick-fil-A in Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, we were seated right on the large window, uh, right next to the drive-thru of, of the restaurant. And all of a sudden, while we're having lunch, I hear at my side and a little bit behind me, the car that had been in the drive-thru, just tires locked and being pushed, I mean, screeching. You could see smoke coming up from tires. Some tires were spinning, that was the car behind and some tires were locked, that was the car ahead, and, and two cars were kind of locked in this struggle. The car behind was pushing the car in front against its will, just straight ahead. I mean, just wham, pedal to the, to the floor. Well, first I thought it was some kind of fight. You know, you, you read about fights at drive-throughs, but I realized very quickly that that was not the case at all. The person in the car pushing was passed out. Something had gone wrong. And so her foot just went to the floor, the pedal to the metal, and the car just shrieked and howled as it pushed this car. Well, eventually the guy in the car in front just kind of peeled off and the car with the unconscious driver shot like a stone out of a slingshot across a four-lane highway, up an embankment, through a chain-link fence and into a retention pond. Well, by now we were all shocked. My friend and I jumped up, as did a number of others, and eventually made our way, ran across the, the highway to the, the pond. We looked over the, we, we crested the kind of berm, and already there was a stranger wading into the water, dark, cold, and of unknown depth, going toward that car, which was you know now right in the middle of the retention pond. The driver was still unconscious. I thought to myself, how many of us would do that? How many of us would have the courage and the conviction to wade in, to wade in for a complete stranger? And I'm happy to say the story, as far as I could see, ended well and happily that that driver got help. But it was because someone had the courage to wade in. You know, the world is changed for better by those willing to wade in. Judges chapter 5 is the story written by Deborah, not written by, but sung. It's a song, really, a song sung by Deborah, the prophetess, the judge of Israel. And uh, joining her and singing this was Barak, a commander of the Israelites in a, a battle against Sisera, a wicked man who was uh, fighting against uh, God's people. And the purpose of the song is to praise the Lord. Verse 2 says, Praise ye the Lord. Uh, praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel when the people willingly offered themselves. So God, God uses willing people. Uh, in verse 9, the Bible says, My heart is toward the governors of Israel that offered themselves willingly. So it, it's uh, a song of praise to God and a song of God's working through willing people. What was the condition of this song? What brought this about? Well, the Bible describes those days, verses 6 and 7, which are kind of uh, an, a picture of the days of the judges where every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And in these days in particular, the highways were unoccupied, the travelers walked through byways, the inhabitants of the villages ceased. Uh, and all this happened until, Deborah says, I arose, I, Deborah, arose, that I arose a mother in Israel. So here's a woman who stood up and waited in at God's leading. Verse uh, 8 gives you the reason for all this trouble in Israel. 
Uh, verse 8 says, they chose new gods, then was war. So God's people had strayed from God. They were in this new land of Canaan. They were a little bit dispersed. They weren't uh, 12 tribes traveling together. Now they were 12 tribes that were dispersed in various parts of Canaan. And they had chosen new gods. They had, they had left God. They had forgotten God. And so there's this battle. There's this battle that ensues between Sisera, this wicked man, and the children of Israel, many of them, I should say. Because what you find in the following verses in this song is those who just kind of sat on the sidelines and sat on their hands, those who offered themselves willingly, and then the God who, who won the battle that day. So let's talk about the sidelines. Verse 23 says, Curse ye Meroz. Now this is poetic. This is a song. Meroz was a region where Israelites occupied, where they lived. Seth said the angel of the Lord, Curse ye bitterly the inhabitants thereof, because they came not to the help of the Lord, to the help of the Lord against the mighty. Now this is worded strangely, but it almost sounds like, wow, they did not come and help God. We'll, we'll look at that as the song goes on. The bottom line is these are people that were too busy to be bothered to, to follow God's leading. Uh, other tribes. Why, why did Dan remain in ships? Uh, he says, why boatest thou among the sheepfold? Speaking of another tribe. So there were those who were Israelites who were too busy with their ships and their sheepfolds to, to help. In, in contrast to other tribes, Zebulun and Naphtali were a people that jeoparded their lives. They offered themselves willingly. They followed God's leadership. They heeded the call. They waited in. Deborah, this, this, uh, this mother in Israel, she waited in. These tribes, they waited in. But other tribes, they they were too busy to be involved. You know, their their uh, objection to being involved probably was something like, "Well, this is not my business," or maybe I should should say, "This is not my busyness." Now, some people are what we call busy bodies, and that is not right. I do not need to be involved in things that I I cannot help. And we need wisdom about this. But there are times when, when help is needed, when people need us, uh, and God wants to use us, and we just can't be bothered because we're too busy with our sheep and our ships or whatever may occupy our mind. So these people on the sidelines, they, they were cursed. This is strong. Verse 24, you find a contrast. Verse 24 is about a woman named Jael. And God used her to defeat the armies of um this Sisera, this commander, she literally put a, a tent stake through his temples. She she nailed him to the ground. And it's quite a graphic story. And there's a, a poetic rendering of it here. But verse 24 says, Blessed above women shall uh, Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite, be. Blessed shall she be above women in the tent. So of all women in all the tents, Jael is blessed. So there's a, a large story here and a, a lot to be taken away, but suffice it to say, she was a woman who waited in. It was not safe. You know, the Bible tells us in uh, verse 9, or not verse 9, pardon me, of verse 8, uh, was there a shield or spear seen among 40,000 in Israel? There weren't those that would take up sword and shield. This, this woman, Jael, had nothing but a nail. She didn't have a spear or shield, but she was willing uh, this song is addressed both to rich and poor, those who ride white horses and those who walk. It's addressed both to men and to women, women like Deborah and women like Jael. So she was blessed because she waited in. She 
followed, I believe, Jehovah's leading in this particular case and at, at some great peril, possible peril to herself. Third of all, so you have those on the sidelines cursed, you have JL blessed, and then you have the God who actually won this battle. Verse 20 says, they, that is the wicked forces of Sisera, and that may sound like a simplistic characterization to you, but it is, the wicked forces of Sisera, they fought, for, uh, speaking about them, the, the, the heavens uh, fighting against the wicked forces of Sisera, they, the heavens, fought from heaven. The stars in their courses fought against Sisera. In other words, the stars themselves fought against Sisera. Uh, specifically, God sent, um, it appears, rain, and these people who would have used um, chariots were mired down the you know the dry wadis. The river Kishon was flooded and they could not move. So both naturally and supernaturally, the bottom line is that the universe was literally against the enemies of God. God won. When you fight against God, you literally fight against the universe. When you follow God's leading, it does not mean no problems, but you are literally serving with and serving for and following the God who made the universe. So verse 20 says, blessed shall she be. And, and the reason for that is because the stars in their courses fought against Sisera. It wasn't just JL with her little hammer and nail fighting against Sisera. It was God himself. So last week I was uh, privileged to hold meetings in a church. And one day I preached in their Christian school. And I just gave the gospel that Christ died for his sins, that he was buried, that he rose again. And anyone who will come to Christ in childlike faith can be saved. Saved from sin and saved from the penalty that that brings. There, were, there was a little six-year-old girl, young, but old enough to be a sinner, young, but old enough to have a Savior, young, but old enough to make a decision about Jesus Christ. And she indicated that she wanted to be saved. And so I just said in closing, look, if, if you know that you're a sinner and you want to trust the Lord Jesus to save you, speak to your teacher today before school is over. Well, I'm so thankful to say that that night the teacher came to me and she said, you know, I, I mentioned in my class if you want to be saved, come see me at recess. And she talked about a little girl that was six years old, I think. And she said, I knew she wouldn't come to me if she if it wasn't on her mind because it was recess time. But at recess, she wasn't playing on the playground. She came to me and she wanted to be saved. Well, I'm thankful for that little girl trusting the Lord Jesus, but I'm really thankful for that teacher who just waited in. So let me ask you something today. Where is it that you should wade in? I'm not talking about being a busybody in other men's matters. I'm talking about seeing the need, following God's leading, and wading in. The world is changed for better by those willing to wade in.